0: are all so so welcome to this our 22nd episode of fabulous flowers tv podcast coming at you from the wilds of deepest sussex from this rather fine home studio that also doubles up as my kitchen which is handy for snacks and drinks and here beside me i'm delighted to say is my wonderful and florally talented friend paulie hawkins hello paulie
1: Hi, Lucy. It's lovely to be here and thank you for a lovely lunch. We've had some delicious halloumi kebabs and oh my goodness, who knew halloumi could be so delicious? Well, it needs a bit of something to pep it up and make it interesting. Yeah. It was very interesting. Good. Just needed a glass of rose, but we won't go into that. Yes. Anyway, it's lovely to be here and I can't believe how quickly the week's gone. I know,
0: it really has just flown by, it literally feels like yesterday you were sitting in my kitchen, albeit in a different shirt.
1: And it's all getting lovely and misty, yes exactly, all misty and mellow outside, Um, I hope all you viewers and listeners are enjoying this lovely misty mellowness at the moment. Mm,
0: Yes, it is rather lovely, Mm. and you've been busy actually, haven't you Paulie, with your regular Monday contracts in London, with your gorgeous team of girls, lovely Hannah, lovely um,
1: Lovely Hannah, lovely Kelly, and lovely Emma, who keeps us all... um, in touch. On the road it, and yeah. in
0: floral loveliness. And what was on your menu of delights for your clients this week?
1: Well, we had a, a plethora, I'll say that, um, of beautiful English hydrangeas, mm. lovely late summer English roses, mm. and lots of lovely, delicious foliages. Um, and, um, Short or yeah. long? Tall? How, how would you Tall, do? You? Lots of scented geranium, which I oh, could use forever. yes. No, yeah. um, it all went very well, thank you. And, Good. Um, yes, it happens every Monday, just, you know, same thing, different look. Yes,
0: and what time do you get up? You get up sort of super early, Shirley.
1: I would say at about 3.30. Yes. Golly me. Yes, yes don't, don't well. not come near me on a Monday.
0: No, um, <laughs> yes, those girls obviously have the patience of a saint, but, you know, I'm prepared to put up with you, as I'm sure they are, they for your floral very, genius. They,
1: are, they can be very mean to me, though. No, can they? <laughs>
0: I don't believe it. Not that lovely Hannah. Lovely Hannah. Um, well, let's get down to business, Paulie, shall we? Uh, mm. Let's share our floral. Let's rewind and share our floral focus for the week, and in fact, something that I don't think I actually even knew the name of. Uh, so when you described them, I thought, "Crikey, you better do a bit of a Google." Um, and I would like to think that therefore they were less well known.
1: Mm. They are. They are a sort of. They're definitely a West, well, I've got the... Oh dear, tankizer. I've passed no. it to you. <laughs> they are kind of a, a, a less well-known bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly from a domestic point of view, um, they're just amazing. Mm. Uh, they are the Eremurus. Mm. I'm going to repeat that again, everyone. The Eremurus. Lovely. Sometimes called or described as the firework flower. And, um, you know, we love things seasonal here at Fabulous mm. Flowers, Lucy, mm. and, um, we couldn't have picked a more spectacular and wishier seasonal, autumnal... Is that flower. your firework noise? Whish! Whish! whish. But then you need to go, ooh! Yeah. Bang. I can't do the popperty noises. No, let's that's, not do well, that. Later. Story. Yeah. Um, and they're majestic and they're sort of, quite frankly, vertiginous.
0: Yes, what does that mean? Yeah,
1: sort of vertigo-ish. Vertical. You know, upright. Upright. Sticking turgid, up. erect. Lovely. Oh, there you go again, Paulie. We'll stop that right now. The Eremuris, absolutely lovely and just wonderful at this time of year. They predominantly come in white and shades of yellow and sort of hot orange, salmon pink. And um, these towering sensations create a real wow when entering a party. Mm. Um, I think what I might do is pop some examples of them up on our Fabulous Flowers TV Instagram. Um, and I think you'll agree Lucy there's nothing else quite like them they're Mm. they're like a big fizzing sherbet spire So um, you've never seen them before?
0: well I hadn't until I then did a bit of research and Mm. when I saw them I did recognise them Mm. but I would have had no idea what they were called and they are rather amazing
1: they are they are and they're another great long laster and um, I often use them for the the lovely weekly contracts in town but um, my gorgeous flower girls always say oh no not Eremurus because, um, why? Well, the week after when you come to clear them, uh, before putting in the week after's fresh flowers, yeah, you touch them and they just like shatter a million florets everywhere. Wow. So, um, but as I say, you know, that's
0: dust what, pan and brush for everyone for Christmas, that's then
1: what, <laughs> exactly. That's what dust, dust pan and brushes are invented for. But yes, when you are in a kind of a 45 million pound house in Mayfair, that yours, yeah, oh yes, one of them, yeah. um, you know, a client's house, you yes just gotta and be everywhere, yes, where you're sort of depositing your florets your florets mm. yeah but um i've often used them and, I, and one thing that sticks to mind um, yeah I've, I've done lots of parties with the legendary party planner mr william bartholomew mm. um, and he does luxurious and lavish parties all over the world and i've been very lucky to do quite a few of them for yes a number of royals and wonderful celebrities. wonderful nda's galore lucy so you don't ask me anything no
0: a couple of glasses of rosé and i'll get it all out absolutely yeah. not
1: <laughs> And uh, he, he was doing a massive party for the Leavers at Magdalen College. I need to call it Magdalen, but I went. not No. No, no, no. Um, Magdalen College. And I did this massive floor standing arrangement in a huge sort of plinth and urn, vast, so you could dance all the way around it. And it was huge. Uh, it was kind of an, ex- an explosion of Eremurus. Icopanthus, hydrangeas, and alliums. So, so lots of
0: long, mm, um, impressive blooms. Yeah. Gosh, how, it must have been so huge, at tall.
1: It was. How did massive. you get up
0: there to do that?
1: Oh well, ladder. Yeah. And some holding the ladder. Help, <gasps> Crikey. Yeah. Oh gosh, and literally, when you go into somewhere, you have to sign all these. Sort of and if based. I slip risk over, it's
0: not my fault, it's your fault, it's assessment. your fault, it's my fault. Yes, yeah, to fair enough. What could happen?
1: Can I cut my finger off? Yes, Please. I have to
0: do those when we're filming. You know, <sighs> What happens if someone slips over a cable? What happens if Will Young falls over and breaks his nose? That yeah, sort of thing. I'd Loads know. of that. Fair enough. I'd help William. Mm, yeah, fair
1: enough. Um, but on to another William, William yep. Bartholomew, not yep. that William Young, your friend. Um, he, <laughs> this um, this amazing floor-standing set... I thought want to talk about Will Young now. But anyway, we'll do that another time. Um, mm. So this stood in the middle of the party. Wow. And it literally took the reveler's breath away as they walked I bet. in. Uh, you know, just heralded the start of the merrymaking and it was a jaw-dropping decoration. I'll, I'll put the picture up. But, yes, um, please. But it was so funny. The next day, when when I came to Clear... Yeah there wasn't kind of much left of it because um, I think all the revelers decided to sort of pull it apart and dance around with them. And I think they sort of became accessories and props on the dance floor. Oh, board. okay. Fair you enough. Know, dancing around with an Eremurus. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, great fun. And that is the lovely thing about being a florist. There's a there's a lot of joy involved. Yes. Um, despite the, you know, the grueling hours. A lot
0: of memories. I suppose you're creating a lot of wonderful memories that people will have forever Absolutely. with your lovely you're flowers. You're delivering
1: joy. And yeah. And you know, it's not like you're kind of the tax inspector or anything like that yeah anyway but um Eremurus, i mean i can't recommend them hi- highly hi- more highly mm-hmm. um order some from your local flat yes shop. Uh, they're a funky fantastic party piece and um and actually they're a good reason for dusting off that big old vase in the back of your cupboard and um making it sing a bit
0: yes absolutely you're loving that well, I found out that the Eremuris, the name comes from the Greek, which is Eremos for solitary, and Aura or Aura for tail. So it's a solitary tail. Oh, and I suppose if you think about it, that's kind of a bit what it's like. Definitely. And um, they're from a genus of deciduous perennial flowers. And they're also known as foxtail lilies or desert candles, which I thought was quite nice too. They must mm. obviously with their colours. Uh, they're native to Eastern Europe, particularly Russia through to Ukraine. And also the temperate Asia, so from Turkey to Siberia and on to China. The inflorescence, or flowers, look similar to a long spike or a bottle brush. And they do, indeed, as you say, Paulie, resemble a firework. And also I'm loving the uh, whooshier phrase you had earlier to describe them like that. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh, bang. Um, <laughs> these large, impressive blooms consist of many individual flowers or florets that can be copper, bright yellow, snow white, Pastel pink, orange, or any combination of those colours. Their leaves grow in tufts of thin, green, strap-like strips. Ooh, you've got your teeth in for that leaves. Um, they're renowned for being tall, and some flowery spikes rise up to 10 feet over the leafy green foliage of their stalks below depending on the variety wow so no wonder you used them for that Mm. incredible feat of um, floral extravaganza at Magdalen College Oxford Paulie
1: absolutely and do you think you'd pop some in your garden Lucy you tempted to have some in the back of your well actually
0: yes because they'd be lovely wouldn't they to Mm. sort of as you say at the back of the border to create some height interest and also texture with their kind of bottle brush look I love that idea
1: yeah, and I think that there would be quite nice, a sort of late summer, a bit of late summer charm in your yes, lovely garden. Yes, yes. But um, I'm going to give you a few little gardening tips. Wonderful. Um, and um, as you know, that the, the Aramurus originate from the dry grasslands, and yeah. the semi-deserts of Western and Central Asia. A lot of flowers come from Asia, don't mm. they? It's gorgeous. Um, and it can be difficult to mimic such growing conditions in the UK climate, because um, they need a lovely free-draining, mm. kind of gritty soil. Mm. Think so
0: their feet don't get wet.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mushy feet, really like that. So choose the sunniest spot in the garden and um don't plant in a frost pocket. No. So it's I don't know where a frost pocket is in my garden, but Well a little
0: know. bit that doesn't get as much sunshine, I suppose. A little bit sort of shady, dingly dell yeah. in the corner somewhere. <laughs>
1: but though they're, they're hardy, the young spring foliage is prone to a bit of frost damage, so um avoid windy sites. <laughs> oh dear. <Yeah. coughs> uh, <laughs> if <Huh>? you are growing them. <laughs> If you're growing... So that that was Lucy. Um, ah. If growing taller species. and of, of You're the, only
0: going to know who that was if you watch it on YouTube. <laughs>
1: Definitely, Lucy. Um, so you can purchase Eremurus as a bare root crown um, from any good garden centre or nursery or online. But um, they're available in early spring or summer. Plant as soon as possible after you've bought them. Pop into a shallow planting hole, probably 15 to 20 centimetres. And... Um, and that's six to eight inches in depth if you're an old school person. Um, if you're planting them in clumps, then do space the crowns 30 to 90 centimetres, that's one to three feet, apart.
0: Gosh, quite a long wear pot then. Yes. because For their a, bigness.
1: Yes, for the bigness. Hmm. But um, remember to mark the position of the plant with a stick or a cane to avoid accidental damage when dormant. So if you're sort of having a bit of a... Yes, a moving monitor, and or doing, dig, yeah. Digging and or doing. Um, then you can replace the stick with a good strong cane... Oh, uh, when Ritzer, they're growing. required. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> they are... Don't get a sip of water there, Lucy. Um, they are hardy, mm. but aromures can be damaged by waterlogged soil. So, you know, if you think about where they grow. Yes. Um, so, autumn, a bit of dry mulch, mm-hmm. uh, bark, gravel, that could be helpful. Yeah. But um, don't cover the center of the crown. Okay. So, the up. The eromures, they come into growth early in the season and the shoots are prone to frost again, so you've got to be careful. Protect those new little growthlets with fleece or maybe a cloche. Oh,
0: right. Um, Well, that's marvellous, Paulie. Thank you. All very interesting and very informational in equal measure. Another great plant to try at home, I suppose. Yes
1: absolutely i'm quite tempted to get some in my garden yes good idea but um we can't dither it's on to the florography fun facts. yes and uh, this is the part of our podcast where we look into messages customs legends and all quirky facts related to flowers and well anything floral really mm. so this week we are un- un- we are uncovering interesting little nuggets on a symbol of fertility and a forager's delight mm. the crab apple yes Now, these wonderful and autumnal bountiful trees are associated with love and marriage and its small hard fruit make an exquisite jewel-coloured jelly. Yes, Yes, Mm. I I do love these fun facts actually.
0: Mm. I love the idea of being able to harvest the fruits from something like this, from the trees around us and make wonderful things to sort of put in a jar and have in your larder and yes, wonderful, love all that. Yes, good for the soul. Good for the soul, Mm. exactly. Yes, so this apple tree, the crab apple tree, is one of the ancestors of the common cultivated apple tree, um, of which there are more, six, more than 6,000 varieties. And the crab apple can live up to 100 years. Mature trees grow to around 10 metres in height, and they have irregular, round-shaped and wide canopies that spread. So that's rather lovely. You could lie under one of those on a summer's day, couldn't Mistful. you, and look up. Mm. Exactly. They have an irregular, round-shaped... Oh, no, I've done that. Sorry. Uh, the bark is greyish brown and flecked, and trees often become gnarled and twisted, and their twigs can develop spines. This crabbed appearance may be what gave rise to its common name, crab apple. Oh, like the sort of tendrils of a crab. Or like just the feet. Well, the sort of feet, you know, the crab going. I see, I see what you did there. Yes, I was thinking more along the lines of an actual crab oh. scuttling across with their kind of little pointy feet, like lots yes. of little dancing. Anyway, um, so the crabapple is one of the few trees, a host tree to the parasite mistletoe, and that's viscum album, and that is a particular mistletoe that loves the crabapple tree. And they're also, the crabapple trees, often covered in lichens or lichen.
1: You say lichen.
0: I say lichen.
1: Yes. Let's call the whole thing off. Let's not do that quite yet. Yes. Um, but no, I love a bit of mistletoe. I just love a bit of mistletoe. It's just kind of... You know, I love going up a ladder and getting a little saw out and hacking it off, mm. popping it above your mm. fireplace. But obviously, we'll be doing lots of Christmas decorations yes. later on, but we won't talk Coming about up. That now. But, um, but what I love about um, um, the crab-, crab apples, they're such a sort of super accompaniment to late summer blooms, mm. hydrangeas, yeah. and all those wonderful big, sort of herbaceous, lovely late summer performers. Mm. And um, it just makes me think of the style of the great floral decorator, um, Kenneth Turner. And he's a great late, but he is very much with us. Um, and he really was the original, at all that kind of hedgerow, yes. just picked from the garden mm. style, which I completely adore. The outside, inside. Absolutely. Love absolutely that. Hedgerow oh, Love it. I know. And it's kind of seasonal yeah. and, you know, indigenous, all those lovely words we love. Um, but when I first worked in flowers, I trained at Royal Florist Moises Stevens in Mayfair, mm. which was... An amazing experience. Yes, um, I bet. Every day was different. There was always a lavish house to decorate, or a, or a glitzy wedding at somewhere like Claridges, mm. or you know the Dorchester. How wonderful! I know, amazing. But um, but I worked and learnt from some of the best florists in the world there, really, and um, it was so gorgeous, uh, such lovely seasonal work. Mm. And crab apples were always one of those ingredients that shout autumn from the rafters. Yes, and. Um, I just used to love it when you'd see a great big urn of them being used, and that warm red glow, and how abundant and copious they look. Yes, um, grouped along the bow. Yes, it's very harvest
0: festival, isn't it? Very much so,
1: but Mm. no tins of baked beans. No, no. Um, (laughs) Well, that's how they're sold at the market in long bows. Yes, yes. And they're so perfect to make a big statement in a vase. Yes, um, gorgeous. Laden with those seasonal beauties. Yes, gosh. But I remember one party. um, Yeah. I did the Dorchester when I worked at Moise's and I was still training. So the seasoned florists were so talented, but they were also quite scary. So you know they'd be up a ladder and they'd sort of put their arm. Did down. they send you and say, you know, pass it, me this, yes. pass me well, that? They, they'd put their hand down to sort of be and expect it. you to know. And if, yes, and if they, you had the wrong thing, they might throw it back <gasps> at you. Oof, mean, those that, that wouldn't happen now. That'd no, be called no, bullying or something, wouldn't it? But they were quite kind of what? Yes. The word? Um, demanding that's the word exacting exacting Mm. yes yes but um so we did um we did these huge teetering urns um, and just watching them with great ease and aplomb putting these lovely herbaceous things together magical Um, but to cut a long story short yes these five meter high decorations had endless of five meters vast Wow I mean terrifying yeah Um, And they had bows and bows of crab apples at this huge wedding. Um, and the party goers um, got quite out of control later on at the party. And uh, they managed to knock over one of these vast decorations.
0: Oh, no. So a lot of
1: water, smashed floral foam.
0: And do you find that then? Were you sort of alerted immediately? Or is that just something yeah, you're I mean, told you is, when you yeah, turn up the next day? This
1: is dancing. They're all dancing at oh, two in the gosh. morning. And it's, one was knocked over. And of course, crab apples went everywhere. and got trodden into the very cream carpet at the Dorchester. And I think uh, quite a large bill for the client there, Lou. Deary Um, me. I just don't know what it would cost to re-carpet the ballroom at the Dorchester. I
0: (laughs) shudder to think, and it just makes me feel a bit nervous thinking about it, actually.
1: But, you know, the humble crabapple, it's always charming. Um, They don't have to be in a vase. No. You could sprinkle them along your table with some branches of rosemary Mm. um, for a quick and easy tablescape for a lovely... Cheery Sunday lunch. Yes, that's a
0: great idea. Mm. That's a really good idea. Yes, um, I found out that the trees actually have oval-shaped leaves and mm-hmm. the fruit forms in little clusters, a little bit like a cherry. So when you see a little sort of whole load of, of blooms on a cherry tree, they all come off these little stalks. That is how the crab apples are formed. And they do form as individual fruits on the end of those stalks. So some crab apples are red and some are yellowish-orange. And this, is coming up now, is a basic recipe for crab apple jelly. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. Four kilograms of crab apples and one kilogram of caster sugar. It's as simple as that. You wash the apples, remove any blossom heads, cut out any bruised bits, shove them in a preserving pan, fill with water just enough to cover the apples, bring to the boil, simmer for 25 minutes. Then you pour it into a jelly bag, if you're lucky enough to have one of those. If not, into several layers of muslin. Leave to drip overnight into a clean pan. Don't be tempted to squeeze it in any way, otherwise your jelly will go cloudy. And then the next day, you measure out that lovely juice and you combine with the sugar at a ratio of 10 parts juice to seven parts sugar. So 100 grams of juice will require 70 grams of sugar. Then you bring to the bowl just like a normal jam, dissolve the sugar, Keep it at a rolling boil for 35 to 40 minutes. So that's quite a long rolling boil for those jam makers. Mm, I love a rolling boil. (laughs) Um, And then you skim off the froth quite regularly. And then you just test that it sets by putting some onto a saucer, making sure it wrinkles, and pop it in a little jar, a recycled jar.
1: Hmm. I'm just seeing your lovely pots of... Well, you actually gave me some of your lovely blackberry jelly. Yes. beautiful. Yes. I can see some gingham, Mm. a bit of string. Tied around the top. Lovely Christmas presents. I think that's Do you know what, Lou? I'm going to put you on the spot here. I think it sounded so lovely. I think you should put that little recipe up on our Instagram page. Oh, okay. Go on then. You know, Why like, not? Do you think?
0: Absolutely, I'll do that. So idea. if anyone is interested, that will be up, as this comes out, there will be a little crab apple jelly recipe for you to go and create at home. Perfect time of year. I love
1: the idea. I'm feeling very autumnal now. Yes, an
0: autumnal walk and some crab apple mm. jelly over the weekend, maybe.
1: Now, I have to embrace my Russell Grant moment now. Yes. Um, and investigate the next autumn star sign and flower associated with this month.
0: Yes, um, as we're currently entering the star sign of Libra, so all you that were born from the 24th of September to the 23rd of October, the characteristic traits of this zodiac sign um mean that your flowers are something that is rather lovely actually and I am rather jealous of this so choosing the flowers for your astrological sign can be enjoyable because you can use the flowers to select a gift for somebody or to give a plant to somebody or using the influence the flower has to create something like a gift um, and I'd actually love that if somebody gave me my birth flower. I would really enjoy that. What do you think,
1: Paulie? I think that's lovely and it's just a little bit thoughtful. Yes. I mean, it's not. You know, you can spend tons of money on a, uh, yes. on a on a on a present, but actually to actually sort of make it that specific. Go and pick can, the right um, flower, and I yes, really good fun. And you Librans, you're very lucky. Yeah. Um, you've got roses as your zodiac flower. And lovely. My God, aren't they lucky? Yeah. Do you know any Librans?
0: Yes, I've got lovely Clodagh, who is my neighbour. She's from Ireland, oh. and she's a lovely Libra, and her birthday's coming up quite soon. Um, so I'll be looking forward to her. She's Irish, so um, we'll be doing a little Irish drink, maybe a little bit of Irish dancing. Lovely. And um, I could take some roses for that.
1: That's a lovely idea. Mm. And also, the hydrangea. Oh, lovely. And um, you know, they, have, they tend to be... Actually, my father was a Libra, I think. God, that's mm. a terrible thing. I should know that, shouldn't I? Your November, mother will be cross. November, November, November no, no, no. Uh, Oh, yes, October. When was he born? Oh, October. Yes, he was a Libran. He was. Hmm. So um, they tend to be composed and balanced. So, um, yes, hence the classic rose is their kind of stable flower. Yes. A red rose also reflects love and beauty, making it a great gift for a Libran friend mm. or um, just a wonderful arrangement yes. for you to have in your home if your birthday is during that time of the Libranness. Yes,
0: absolutely. Can I say libran Yes, Absolutely.
1: So go and treat yourself, Librans, and bring some roses in. Yes, that's a good
0: (laughs) idea. Great idea. So, um, roses for Libra, love that. And, of course, there are some fantastic videos of you showing how to condition, use, and arrange roses, actually, Paulie, aren't there, on our Fabulous Flowers TV YouTube channel. So that'll be inspiration for everybody. If you just want to head over to Fabulous Flowers TV on YouTube,
1: Absolutely. There are lots of other little filmettes there, but it's great to know how to how to get the Mm. best from your roses. Um, And all those little tips certainly help. Yes, they really
0: do. I think we're getting a lot of feedback from all of you out there that are really finding that Paulie's tips are helping your flowers last longer, look nicer and smell more fragrant in the room. Um, so please do also keep your amazing photos of your flowers coming into us so we can see them, we can share them, we can put them on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Just tag us, all one word, at Fabulous Flowers TV
1: and they will find their way to us. Absolutely. I mean, just pop something in a milk bottle, yeah. any old vessel yeah. and It just a seasonal charm and we love to see how creative you're all being, oh, you flowery followers, followers out there. We do.
0: We really, really do. That's an absolutely fabulous thing, Paulie. I completely concur.
1: That's a very grown-up word.
0: Yes, I know. Well, you know, it wasn't that long <laughs> that I was at school, so it's still quite fresh.
1: <laughs> You're right. Mm.
0: Anyway, so I think <laughs> that's about it, Paulie, isn't it? Here oh, we are in my kitchen, at the end yes, of another podcast. I didn't want it to end, but mm.
1: I've got to drive back to West Sussex and say goodbye to you. And it's um, just a lovely, flowery, sunny afternoon. It gorgeous. is a flowery,
0: sunny afternoon, but um, it's, a, it's a lovely, flowery, sunny goodbye from me now. Goodbye,
1: and a sunny goodbye from me. Bye, everyone.